If you have your Bibles, if you'll please turn in them to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, we're continuing our sermon series on the I Am statements of Jesus Christ in the Gospel of John. And as you're turning there, please find your uh, copy of the Scriptures. want to say Happy Mother's Day. Uh, my parents told me that they've been watching, so hi mom, hi dad, Happy Mother's Day. Uh, and also, we are just, uh, again, thankful for our moms. Thank you for all you do. You have probably been getting some updates uh, in email newsletters that we are beginning to pray and plan for welcoming people back to church. And uh, the session will be meeting this week to make some final decisions and, and preparations on that. And we will email you, uh, we will send out word through all of our different communication channels on what the plan is going forward. But the session wanted me to tell you, especially those of you who are members of Cornerstone Presbyterian Church and those of you who are planning to join us in person when we resume in-person worship services, that do not come if you don't feel comfortable. Uh, in, in any way, we want you to continue to join us on the live stream services that we will continue indefinitely. Uh, we want you to come if you feel comfortable, but if you don't, you are welcome to stay at home, and we want to continue to serve you, love you, minister to you uh, in that way. John chapter 8, verses 12 through 20 is our passage of study this morning. This is God's holy, inerrant, and authoritative word to us this morning. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I come from and where I am going, but you do not know where I come from or where I'm going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, who is your father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word of truth. Teach us this truth now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The concepts of light and darkness are perhaps the most vivid metaphors in all of life. They are certainly the most descriptive concepts that the Bible uses to describe, uh, the, to help us understand the created world, that of darkness and light. In the very first words of the Bible, we find a world that is formless and void, a world that is dark. And then the first, in the very first recorded words that God speaks in the scriptures are him speaking these powerful words of creation where God says, let 
there be light. From the very beginning, there is a stark contrast between light and darkness. Light is good. Darkness is not good. If we fast forward a few chapters in the book of Genesis, we see that sin had now entered the world. And the evil of sin has cast a shadow over the whole world and mankind now walks in darkness. The Bible records the darkness of man's condition by stating that every intention, every inclination of the thoughts of man's heart is evil only continually. That is God's judgment upon the world. Man's heart is dark and evil. But God's intention was not to leave the world in utter darkness. His plan was and is to send light into the world, to shine light into the hearts of men, driving out the moral darkness and depravity with a great light of truth and glory. It is into this context that Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Or in the original language, it might read, the light of the world, I am. Last week, we looked at this ultimate I am statement of Jesus when he declares to the Jews and to the watching world that he is the great I am, that Jesus is Yahweh God, the Lord who made the heavens and the earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But before Jesus declared himself to be Yahweh God, we find him earlier here in John chapter 8, teaching in the treasury of the temple. And he's continuing to converse with some Jews, specifically some Pharisees. The occasion for Jesus being there and the occasion for lots of people being gathered in Jerusalem at this time is because it was one of the great feasts, one of the great celebrations of the Jewish people in Jerusalem called the, the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. We read about earlier in John chapter 7. The Feast of Booths was a big celebration in the life of Israel because it was one of the major holy days of God's people. The reason for the celebration was to remember God's faithfulness to them as they wandered in the wilderness, but also to celebrate the harvest and God's provision for his people. It was like a big camp out, if you will. People would build booths. They would build little huts, tents, if you will, and, and join together and celebrate in these little shelters. At this feast, it would have been a time of great celebration, perhaps even dancing throughout the night. And of course, at the heart of the celebration, at the heart of the worship, at the heart of all of the people gathering together would have been the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. We know, as from the scriptures, that in the temple courts there were four large lampstands. And these four large lampstands would have been filled with oil and they would have been lit to light up the night. So it is believed that all of Jerusalem would, in all of its dark places at night, would be lit up by the light from these lamps. In the middle of this grand festival, Jesus again teaches us 
that all the prophecies, all the images, all the foreshadowing that we read about in the Old Testament are pointing to Him. Again, it's in this context that Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So Jesus' declaration in this I am statement that He is the light of the world is teaching us at least three things I want us to look at this morning from this passage. The first is, Jesus is teaching us something about ourselves, something about our own nature. The second thing that this passage teaches us is something about the character and nature of Jesus, who He is. And the third thing this passage is teaches us, this great I am statement is teaching us something that we must do. So the first lesson is, What is it teaching us about our own human nature? It is teaching us that we are in darkness. That is what Jesus says in verse 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Jesus is here implying that if we are not following him, we are in fact in darkness. Of course, Jesus here is talking about spiritual darkness. Darkness. What Jesus is teaching once again is that life without him is really no life at all. Life apart from Jesus is darkness. When this damning statement is declared by God in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, when God says that the thoughts and inclinations of man hearts is evil only all the time. In Jeremiah 17, verse 9, we read that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure and desperately sick. In Romans 3, Paul quotes the Old Testament, declaring that no one is righteous, no, not one. These truths are not talking about people out there. These truths are talking about me and you. That we are born into this world with darkened hearts. We are prone to love evil. We are prone to rebel against God. We are prone to follow the darkness. That is who we are by nature. That is what Jesus is implying that apart from him, we are in fact darkened in hearts. If you've ever read uh, C.S. Lewis's, uh, one of his great books in the Chronicles of Narnia series, The Silver Silver Chair, in that book he does a wonderful job of illustrating this truth. In this fantasy, uh, three young, or two young children, Jill and Eustace, along with Puddle Glum, the Marsh Wiggle, just going to have to go read it to learn about Marsh Wiggles, (laughs) they are sent on a, a rescue mission by Aslan, Uh, to go rescue the prince of Narnia from the evil witch of the underworld. She has the prince and all the people of the underworld under a spell that makes them believe that there is no overworld. There is no place of of beauty and light and, and sunshine. She has them all believing that all there is is darkness and a roof of rock and mortar. Her goal is to get them to believe that the only reality that there is is what they can see right in front of them, which is darkness. Her spell causes them to start to forget the world of light and beauty. And that is us. That is who we are apart from Christ. 
We are trapped in darkness without the light of light to illuminate our dark souls. The world needs light because the world is naturally dark. John Calvin called this total depravity. This is the natural state of all mankind, that we are, we are morally depraved. We, lived in, we live in spiritual darkness. Jesus said earlier in John chapter 3, and this is the judgment, light has come into the world. People loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Why do we spend so much time in the church harping on this truth? It's rather depressing to talk about our spiritually dark, our our immoral condition, is it not? Why so much time talking about sin and evil? Why do we even need to mention it? The reason is this. Because it is the first truth that you and I must believe before we can see the light. You must understand that you are a sinner in the sight of God and justly deserving His displeasure and without hope if it were not for God's saving mercy. Jesus understands this truth about us and all of mankind. It's because of the darkness of our hearts and the darkness of our world that Jesus declares Himself to be the light of the world. And that is the second thing that Jesus is teaching us from this great I am statement is that he is the light. Our hearts are darkened, but Jesus is the light. The whole theme of the gospel of John is to get us to see that Jesus is the Christ. He is Yahweh God. And he does this by taking the many themes of the Old Testament and showing us that Jesus is God. Earlier, we read in the service in our scripture reading in John chapter 1, John records that Jesus is the light that has come into the darkness. John Calvin again says, since we are blind by nature, a remedy is offered by which we may be freed and rescued from the darkness and made partakers of the light. J.C. Ryle says this about Jesus being the light. What the sun is to our whole solar system, the center of light and heat and life and fertility, Jesus has come into the world to be for sinners. As the sun is to our solar system, so Jesus is to our world, is to us. Jesus is the light who's come into the world to drive out the darkness of our hearts by becoming a substitute for us on the cross. What a promise we have here. What an amazing truth that we see in these words that if you follow Christ, you will not walk in darkness. Matthew Henry says, What a dark dungeon would the world be without the sun so would it be without Jesus who came into the world. It is to us and to the Pharisees and to the watching world that Jesus says he is the light, that we are blind 
We are groping around in the darkness and only in Christ, who is the light of life, can we escape this darkness. Perhaps your life feels dark right now. Perhaps you've lost hope. Perhaps you're angry and depressed. Could it be that you do not have any light in your life? Let me tell you that you will not find light in how many likes that you get on social media. You will not find light in any relationship that you choose to place above the Lord your God. You will not find light in eight hours of screen time every day. You will not find light in anything or person. It is only in Jesus that you will find light. Jesus is the light. He is the only way to drive out the darkness in your light, in your life. Jesus is the only light that can bring hope to whatever it is that you're dealing with. And so look to Christ. Let him shine the light of life into your life. Jesus is the light. And so the third thing he is teaching us here from this truth is that we must follow the light. Jesus says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus promises his light to those who follow him. We are called to follow the light. Jesus is the light. How do we, how do, we do that? How do we walk in the light? How do we follow Jesus who is the light? Let me offer a few suggestions. First is read the scriptures. We follow the light. We, we, we place ourselves under the light of Christ through the scriptures. Specifically the Psalms. The Psalms are great to help you grapple with whatever it is you're dealing with in, in life right now. It's the Psalms that teach us that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto our path. The scriptures Help us follow the light. And the fellowship of the saints. Oh, how we long for the fellowship of the saints during this time. But the fellowship of the saints, being with God's people, that in being in communion and in relationship with others, this is one of the ways that God has designed us to be in the light. That we are around others who reflect the light of Christ. But if we choose to be around other people and other things that do not reflect the light of Christ, then life will continue to be hard and dark and empty. Another way that we follow the light is that we become an expert in Jesus. Some of you out there I know are history buffs. You love studying history. or uh, Some of you out there, maybe like me, don't read a lot of history and, and 
find yourself not drawn to it. But all of us who know Jesus, all of us who claim to be Christians, we should seek to become experts on him. We should seek to become experts on the person and work of Jesus. That We, we do everything we can to, to learn about him and to know him because he is God. And the way that we know the Father is we know the Son. Jesus came into the world that we might be rescued from the darkness and so that we would know God more. And Jesus says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so let me implore you to make it your business to follow Jesus, to know him, to love him, and to look to him every day and to become an expert on looking to him and knowing about him. That's how we follow him. And so as we, again, read these great words of Jesus, as we see this truth that he's teaching us about ourselves, about who he is and what we must do, let us fix our eyes on him. Let's pray that he would give us eyes to see Pray that every time you feel that the darkness is starting to, to overwhelm you, to overcome you, that God would shine the light of the glory of his Son into your life. If you do not know Jesus, if you feel that your life is dark right now, if you're not following Jesus, then walk toward the light. Jesus is the light. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Pray with me. Oh, Lord, we thank you that each and every Lord's Day, and certainly every time we read the Scriptures, and every time we gather together, and every time we remember who we are, and apart from Christ, we we remember that Jesus is beckoning in us to, to look to him, to follow him, to, to see that he is the light. Father, forgive us where we have gone to dark places and, and dark things, looking for truth, looking for light, where it is nowhere to be found. Every time we do this, Lord, draw us back to the light. Shine the light of Christ into our lives. Give us hope. Lord, give us strength. Give us grace and mercy to follow Jesus. Thank you that he has come into the world and driven out the darkness in our hearts. And that one day he will gather all his people to himself and he will be the light and the glory of heaven forever and ever. For it is in his name that we pray. Amen.